0: sometimes find yourself feeling disappointed because you don't get everything done that you want to do well it might be that you're setting your expectations a little bit too high rather than setting them in line with reality the reality of what you can actually do in a week or a month or a year or even five years So in today's episode, episode 63 of the Business of Making podcast, we're talking about expectations versus reality and how you can work on moving those two things a little bit closer together. Do you want
1: to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmayer and Jess Van Den.
0: We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what
2: it really takes to make a creative business a success. This podcast is brought to you by the Business of Makings Email Marketing for Makers Workshop Bundle the ultimate guide for starting, growing, and making sales from your email list.
0: Let us give it to you straight. Email marketing works. It's essential to growing a successful handmade business online. If you've never got your email marketing groove on, it can be overwhelming and complicated. Never fear though, we've outlined everything you need to know so you can harness the power of email marketing to grow your business no more i'll get it done one day excuses
2: this three-part workshop series has been designed with you in mind the maker the creator the risk taker each workshop is actionable and fluff
0: free with dwindling organic reach on social media you can't afford to let email marketing pass you by it doesn't have to be overwhelming and just another thing you have to action it can and should be a profitable marketing strategy
1: Get instant access to our No BS Email Marketing Workshop now. Visit thebusinessofmaking.com workshops to change your business today.
0: G'day everyone, Jess here and welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. I am here as always with my delightful co-host, Deb. Hello, bonjour. <laughs> bonjour. And uh, Michaela. Or Hello. 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 That was a strange. <laughs> Hello. G'day, Hello? mate. Hello? G'day. Hello? G'day.
2: Hello?
0: <laughs> uh, and today we have an episode for you about a very important topic, and that is your expectations versus reality. Because the two things, the two things are often at odds. And that means that you get upset at yourself for no good reason. So Mm -hmm. we want to stop you from doing that today. Uh, And we're going to talk all about this very thing. But before we do, I want to say a big shout out and thank you to everybody who's been leaving us freaking amazing reviews. Like they just make us so happy. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Um, in the Facebook group, heaps of people have been giving us wonderful feedback. Also, if you're leaving us wonderful feedback in the Facebook group and you haven't yet left us a public review, please go do that because other people can see that too, as much as we love your messages in Facebook because they're like, give us life. <laughs> so today, I have a review from Andrea Phillips of Scattered Four Winds. Oh, what a lovely name. This is name. And She titled her review Gold, which is quite lovely, and said, every episode is solid gold in capitals at exclamation mark. So perfect for me at the stage of business it is at. Uh, Thank you for sharing your experience and expertise in such a forthright yet easygoing way. So much I can relate to. I'm so pleased to have found you. Yay. We're so glad you found us too. Yay. Thank you, Andrea. (laughs) Thank you, Andrea. That's so nice. Andrea. You're the best. So thank you and, uh, yeah, it means a lot to us if you could just take a moment to leave a rating and review on whatever platform, preferably if you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it is now, on Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page or wherever really, you know, send us a carrier pigeon. Stitcher? Yeah, Stitcher. See, Spotify, I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify now and there's not any way to like rate them which is really annoying that's yeah weird.
1: no and i listen to them on cast box because i moved away from iphone
0: mm-hmm. and you can
1: leave them there but who cares because no one has this app <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes. please
0: go to itunes <laughs> that's the best way to help other yeah. people find us because all you apple people obviously use that so let's talk a little bit about this topic or maybe a lot about this topic um I think we've all come across of this in the past, where we have set way too high expectations of what we can achieve, uh, expectations for you know who we are in general, but also what we can achieve. Let's just mostly stick to business because I think this could be a very long episode if we talked about personal expectations of ourselves. Um, Expectations for what we can achieve in our business in a period of time. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of one of the biggest things here. How much can you achieve in a day, a week, a month, a year, five years? I don't know. You probably don't know either because you're setting your expectations too high. (laughs) Yes. Or... Or too low, sometimes too low,
2: yeah. But, yeah, I'm definitely a too high person. I'm like, I'm going to make a million dollars in the next two years. And then it doesn't happen. I'm like, oh, dang,
0: that didn't work. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like people sometimes sit too low an expectation of what they're capable of, mm. but too high an expectation of what they can do in a certain yes. period of time. Yes, so they're like, yeah.
2: oh, well, definitely I won't be able to make this amount of money and I'm only going to make this amount of sales. But then like mm. that, their to-do list for the day is literally 25 items long. Yes, Basically, That's yeah. setting yourself up to fail, obviously, <laughs> very much so.
1: Yeah, and each item is like a project, not a task. Yeah. Yes,
2: like. a project, not a task. <laughs> yes, 100%. It's... I'm trying to teach my students this at the moment because it's just insane. They're like, oh, I'm I'm just going to build a website today. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> okay, then.
1: Uh, well, great. <laughs>
2: Have fun with that.
1: I'll bring you some coffee and you're not going to sleep. <laughs> it's going to be a
0: very long day. Very long day. Yeah. Yeah. So why is this a problem? Why, I'll let you, one of you say this because... I could ahead, well, I can ahead, see a few. Is. I can
1: see a few. First, disappointment. <laughs> so <laughs> you are setting yourself up for failure because you can't do all of these things. And so you're all you constantly feeling really bad about yourself. You're never reaching your goals. And that's kind of that's dreadful. Well, and like mentally exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um and then I forgot what my second point was, but it will come back as we converse.
2: <laughs> mm. I think yeah. people beat themselves up a lot too, like mm. it, just going back to the to the to-do lists, which is quite mm. hard to say. Um, if you have too many things on there, let's say you have ten things on your list that you want to get done, even if it is actually broken down into actual tasks, uh, if the first two or three tasks take a long time and that's all you get done, you've got three things done out of ten, so you're like, oh, shit, I got hardly anything done today. So then you feel bad. And you're like, oh that that loop of like beating yourself up starts like oh well, I'm not good enough or you know this is I, I have no time blah 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 but it's like you mm. got three things done like if imagine if you only had three things on your list that day then you've done everything on your list
0: <laughs> so yeah yeah we've got to readjust
2: I think a little bit there
0: yeah and yeah I think a big part of this is people aren't really paying attention to how much time it takes to do things yes. we kind of we're like, oh, I can just, like your student. I'll just build a website. Like, really? Like, easy. You, so and easy. I think sometimes we we do this. There's two things. One, we are trying to be better. I'm mm-hmm. uh, doing our quotes here, yeah, or more efficient with our time, and so we we overbook ourselves because we think that's going to motivate us to work harder. Mm-hmm. Um, And then the other one is that we don't actually understand how much time it's actually taking us to do something or how much time it will take us to do something we're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so we underestimate the amount of time it's going to take. Uh, Like, okay, let's use something really simple. Posting to Instagram, to your feed. God,
1: that How takes so people, much time.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like people yeah. like that will take me two minutes. It's like, oh, really? Do you have the image already? Do you have the caption already? Do you have your like engagement strategy already? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, do
0: you have your hashtags? Yes, hash, Did
1: hashtag. you count for the amount of time Instagram was going to like turn off on you while you're uploading and you have to like restart <laughs> it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so like, what seems to be something that can take you five minutes, if you actually add up all of the time it takes you to do all of the bits of it, it's probably more like an hour or two. Mm. Which most people wouldn't think. Oh, yeah, it takes me two hours to do an Instagram post. Yeah, yeah but that might be more realistic. And if and and a huge issue here is people keep. It's almost like deliberate blindness or mm. deliberately ignoring how much time it takes things us uh, to do things. Uh, like, oh no, it can't surely it can't take that long. Well, <laughs> I'm that's, a, you know, I'm that's a failure it. if I take that long. It's funny because it's like we're
2: turning into clients for ourselves because oh as God. a designer, <laughs> if you talk to clients, they're like, well, this is just a quick job. And it's like, well, fucking is it? Because it's gonna take me six hours. So like, yeah. at minimum. And yeah. so it's like we're turning into our own worst enemies because we're being that client to ourselves. Like, oh, this won't take me very long. And it's like, are you kidding yourself? Of course it's gonna take like half a day. Like you need to block that out
0: half a day yeah. for that to yeah. actually happen. So yeah we need to I don't know what do we do what do we do Well before we get to that I just want to I want to set a, a something in place an expectation in place that I think a lot of people don't have in place and that is and you've probably heard us say this before you've definitely heard me say this before if you listen to my <laughs> podcast if You are in this to succeed. You need to be in it for the long haul. And by the long haul, I mean like five to 10 years Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it takes time to build a business that is successful. Mm. The only way to shortcut that process is to spend insane amounts of money on it. Yeah. If you have insane amounts of money that you can throw at website developers, uh, I don't know, people to make your stuff for you, advertisements. Mm. If you have lots of money to throw at all those things, sure, you might be really successful in like a year. But most of us don't. We're literally doing everything ourselves, everything completely, all of the hats, and we are doing it in limited time amongst all the other crap we have to do in our lives. And you have to be realistic about how long it's going to take to reach some sort of level of success, whatever that looks like to you. But if it's, even if it's like making $500 a month, that'll take time. It will because we're not only
2: are we wearing all the hats, we're learning how to wear all the hats. Mm -hmm. So each area you actually have to teach yourself how to do. So marketing, advertising, everything else. You actually have to teach yourself how to do that, which Mm -hmm. takes time. It's not like you can read one article and then you know how to do Facebook
0: ads. I I still don't know how to Facebook ads and I've been doing them for 10 years.
2: Well, so I became a student. (laughs) I was very diligent. I became a student of Facebook ads for a long time, probably a long time. It was like about six months maybe. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that's all I focused on. I didn't do anything else in terms of learning marketing stuff. And I felt like I was like pretty damn good at it. I was getting really good returns on everything. Guess what? Can't do shit now because it's all changed. I have no idea how to do a fucking Facebook ad. (laughs) So it's like, it's... In that sort of like mm. in that marketing area, things change so quickly too. You have to be upskilling all the time. So yeah. the people who are making it air quotes overnight, which is not mm. a thing, um, they are spending money on experts who know how to do that shit and yes. are not, they're not having to learn it themselves or they have prior knowledge in that already. Mm. but
1: then even you know like even if you had a ton of money like if tomorrow you're like hey here's two hundred thousand dollars to build your business i'd be like oh hell yeah but then you go and get a web developer a designer a copywriter they're going to ask you a ton of questions like mm, who is your yeah, ideal customer i need to know, need to stuff, know yeah. what your brand guidelines <laughs> are and exactly what you want in your menu have you got a site map for you for me and blah 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 so you still have to do all of the strategizing and yeah. like you know what i mean or you're then just an investor in someone else's business because you're making zero of a decision. Yeah. So yeah, it takes a lot of time to build a business. (laughs) Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. Um, I just want to reference a couple of other uh, creators who've said this really well in a few ways. One is Sean Wes and he, his way of saying this is you need to show up every day for two years. Like the people who are successful, that's, you know, show up every day for two years. And at that point, you might be making some sort of progress. (laughs)
1: you know it's very
0: true in my case i'm thinking of yeah. like
1: yeah the first two years was most definitely a seven day gig thing like mm-hmm.
0: yeah and and that's literally just to be starting to get noticed like starting to actually gain traction yeah showing up every day for two years the other one is a great video um by matt Diavella, who's a youtuber uh, got a couple of million subscribers he's a filmmaker and a I guess, you know, self-helpy lifestyle talky person now. Um, But his stuff's really, really good. It's filmed really good and it's just, it's good fun to watch. But he had a recent one um, which was called the three-year rule. And he was saying basically it's an arbitrary number, three years, but he's basically saying that you have to commit to something for a period of years if you want it to be successful. Mm -hmm. And he like interviewed these podcasting dudes who were like, we've committed to five years of this mm. podcast. Um and at at that point we'll reassess. Is it successful? Is it not? Well if it's not, maybe we should let it go. But, you know, and he said the same about his channel. He's like, I committed to two years of content development, like full time content development to grow this business. Mm. And I said, after two years I will reassess. And you know, he's it's worked for him. He's he's become really successful. But that's the sort of time scale we need to be thinking on. And a lot of people aren't. They're like, oh, I've been like the amount of oh my God. Okay. <sighs> The amount, can you tell i passionate about this topic? The amount of people I see in Facebook groups who are like, I opened my Etsy shop a month ago and I haven't made any oh sales. What am I doing God. wrong?
1: <laughs> oh my God. I think I actually recorded a video about this, which I don't know when it's coming out because I batched so far in advance, but I have a video about this. It's like how long does it take to see results? Oh, uh, wow like (laughs) and also the time that goes into before you actually open your shop so people usually say that in facebook group like i've opened my shop a month ago and i've got like 100 views and zero sales i'm like actually it's pretty good like you just started yeah Uh,
0: how many products do
1: you have yeah and also you probably open over a weekend you only have like three listings like you're actually doing pretty great with 100 views like it's it's nice i keep going because there's all that time before you launch your shop that actually takes a lot of time. No one talks about like product development branding mm-hmm. and all this stuff so that you can open your shop.
0: Just that takes a few months. If you have, I have a whole course on that for god's sake I like literally before, the- before yeah. you start you need to do all of this stuff and if you haven't done it when you start which is fine like me when I opened my Etsy shop I had no freaking idea about any of this I literally was like oh let's just put some stuff in an Etsy shop and see what happens yeah but if you don't
1: do it before you start you have to do it after so exactly. that, that well, time, exactly. the time just exactly. gets added up to the after yeah, lunch yeah.
2: so it's just month and month like but like this goes back to the reality right like so that's yes. fine if you want to just open your shop straight away that's fine you do the work for three months but you need mm. to expect that it will take three months then to probably get a sale because you haven't exactly. done all that work so yeah. that expectation is that you open and you're gonna make a sale Well that's not gonna happen unless you have like you know a waiting list of a thousand people who are like gangbusting, like trying to get your stuff already for whatever yeah. reason.
1: And guess what? So, I guess if you have a waiting list is because you worked on it for more than a month. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. Look, if you make a sale in your first month having an Etsy shop, you're frigging amazing. Like that's yeah. amazing actually. Mm. Yeah. I had, I think that took me a month to get my first sale and then another month to get and my sale. And these are like the and, early you know? days
1: of Etsy as well. There's a lot yeah. more people on now, so you have yeah. to expect that it's your, you know, there's just more competition really. Um but yeah, so expectation and reality. So how do we deal with that? Because I actually have a problem that's sort of, well, it's the same problem of expectation and reality. I sort of touched on it when we talked about the changes for me next year and all of that. My problem is that it's not that I set goals that I can't reach, Is that I set them with I'm used to working a lot. So I will set um, goals for myself that realistically can't get done unless you work 10 hours a day. Mm, mm -hmm. That's what I've been used to doing Mm, for freaking a decade now. Like even when I was studying, I was doing two degrees. So I had all my weekends (laughs) taken, you know, like I'm really used to this constant state Mm. of work, 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 Mm. um, which I've quite enjoyed for 10 years, but now I'm ready to chill a bit more. (laughs) And so I'm learning that I'm putting myself those really, Like, it's my fault that I can't chill because I'm putting deadlines out. Like, well, realistically, you're not going to do that in a month unless you work 10 Mm. hours a day. And because I don't know how to not reach or finish a to-do list, I work 10 hours a day. So I have to, like, learn how to drop the expectation or, like, Mm. or just stretch out my goals and be like, oh, I was going to do that in March and April. I'm going to do that in March, April, May, and June. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because if not, I'm going to have to put in those hours. And I know I will, but then... My goal of working a little bit less is not going to get met, if that makes yeah, sense. I,
0: so my, my answer to that and what I've tried to do with myself and, and, and talk about is literally under yourself like deliberately underschedule yourself. So say you have, you know, um, a couple of ideas for things you want to achieve in 2020. Uh, I want to launch this new product. I'm talking to makers. I want to launch, you know, two new product collections. Mm. I want to redo my website. I want to, you know, uh, learn how to use Instagram properly. Like all of these things are big projects. Write them all down, have them all there. Keep them, but then have like half them like literally devote yourself to only half as much as you think maybe you could possibly do yeah and then start with that because if you if you underschedule under yourself i guarantee you you will actually mm. find, find yourself uh still it taking you way longer than you expect now there's a balance here because there is is it um What's the principle that work will expand to fill the time you've allocated Uh, for it? um, There is a word for this. I forgot you told me that as well. Not the Pareto principle, is it? It's something like that, yeah. Yeah. So there's a balance here. You have to to set deadlines and goals because if you don't do them, you'll just keep working forever. Mm. And you also have to sort of have a bit of motivation to get Stuff done because if you just say, Well, all I'm going to do this week is do one Instagram post, <laughs> it'll take you all week to do the one Instagram post because you'll keep procrastinating. Yeah, you'll do it Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're this balance here between not over scheduling ourselves, but also not underestimating ourselves too much. Mm. So I guess it's finding that sweet spot. And yeah. I don't think there's an easy answer. Like a simple answer not, to
2: that. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I kind of went the other way because I was like you, <laughs> Deb. Like totally work. So even when I had Raph, I was working all the time and like still doing markets and working really hard and that sort of stuff. And but then when I had Harriet, I was working too hard because I kind of missed the first year of her life. I feel because I was in the makers hub and it was all just way too hectic. So then from there, I'm like well, let's just extend our timelines by like five years. And, you know, (laughs) so I kind of went from very like, you know, probably even more than 10 hours a day, like 14 hours a day sort of thing, like working nonstop sort of thing as soon as everyone had gone to bed to like, I'm going to watch four hours of Netflix tonight because I fucking can. So (laughs) it's like, it is definitely finding that sweet spot. And it's hard now for me to like go back to, not where I was because that was too much, but finding like that balance of where I can sit comfortably and like um, feel like I'm being challenged enough that I'm Mm. meeting deadlines that are challenging but also not overextending myself and burning out and not enjoying my life because I, you know, am just working constantly and mothering and all that kind of stuff too. So it's really hard
0: yeah um I've some experienced something similar because you know when I started my business, I was working like sixteen hour days or something ridiculous, like literally all I did was work for like the first year when I went full time, I should say not when I was part time um and then I burnt out and I was like, this is not sustainable mm-hmm. <laughs> let's 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 change this a little bit. So now I have like you know nine to not nine to five more like ten thirty to four um five days a week, generally speaking, although some days it's not quite like that. I almost never work weekends or evenings at all. And it's actually incredibly challenging to force myself to do so now because back in the day, it was, this was the thing I did in my spare time. Now it's my job and I actually want to do other things in my spare time. So, you know, this year that might look a little bit different because I am, I am trying to grow and push myself a little bit more. So I might be working longer hours than I have for quite a long time. Um, but that's the choice you make. And you know, that's the choice I've been making to, to Mm -hmm. move things forward. So yeah, being aware of that is important and Mm -hmm. and making a conscious choice as to how much time you're willing to devote to your business. Uh, You know, I think people feel guilty when they're trying to grow their business. They probably only have short little t- pockets of time. And they feel guilty if they're not like devoting every single one of those pockets of time yeah, to that's what growing the with. business. Yeah. yeah. And that's not necessarily sustainable. I mean, mm, it all comes back to your, your goal, your ultimate goal for your business. What is your business about? Is it you want a creative outlet that pays for itself? Is it you actually want to earn mm. enough money to take your family on a holiday? Or is it you want a full-time business that supports your whole family? Like, those are three very different things with very different time frames and amount of time you need to make them happen. Like you cannot, you cannot expect to grow a full-time business that supports your family in the same amount of time that it'll take you to create a business that earns maybe, you know, five grand a year to take you all on a nice big holiday. So being realistic about that is important as well. Like what are you actually trying to achieve? By what point, like in five years, am I going to retire in five years and have a full-time business That's probably really, really, really reasonable Mm. if you spend those, you know, a little bit of time every week for the next five years working on growing your business, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I I
2: remember having a student who um, had that goal, but the timeline was three months and it was like, yeah, crazy. (laughs) So it was like, well, I have to get my full-time income up to up to this amount so I can leave my job. I want to leave in three months. I'm like, well, hello. uh." (laughs) It's
0: like, what kind of advice can I give you? Um, Maybe if you're like, if you like have heaps of, like you've run a business before, you know how to do all of the stuff and you're selling like $2,000 courses and you already have a community built up, maybe. Yeah. So that's the thing. But
2: but also on top of that, the added pressure, and it's the same with people who are on maternity leave and they're going back to work and they have that timeline. I Mm. "I have nine months to make this work. So I don't have to go back to work. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's a great goal to have. Probably the reality is going to be different from the expectation because you You can can have a baby now. now. Yeah. But (laughs) even besides that, like it's, they they sleep a lot. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But like the, that I, I often try to, tell people that, you know, that maternity leave time is probably a great time to plan how you're going to work the next five years so you can not work your Mm. day job anymore. Mm. Um, It's not necessarily a great time to be like, yes, let's do this. I'm never going back to work again because that's not, Mm. it's not, I'm not going to say it's not possible because of course it Mm. is, but it's um, probably going to be extremely difficult. And also like you have this opportunity when you're coming back from maternity leave to go part-time generally, like if mm. your workplace is flexible enough. So that's a great time to give your business a little bit more time mm. uh, away from that employment but still having that income to support you while you grow the business yeah. over that like, yeah. longer period of time. Mm.
0: Yeah. And I think people sometimes jump too soon mm. into like the self-employment yeah. biz. 100%. It's very stressful. Um, you need to have, like, I'm going to be the Nana here. I'm like, you need to have six months of living expenses in the bank before you do that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ideally, really, um, if you want to do it because the added stress of knowing that, well, okay, I have a month's worth of rent in the bank and I can feed myself for maybe two weeks. That's not. No. That's not, I mean, it's going to motivate you, sure,
2: <laughs> but, well, I, I would argue not in a good way. Like, it's yeah, so not in a good way stressful. at all, stressful, like, it's so way stressful. too stressful. And so, you can't, you, you don't have the space in your brain then to plan properly and like strategize and like have it overall vision of what things. you want to do and to experiment. Yeah, yeah and like, you, and you have to, to have
1: every decision that you make has to be the right one. And yeah, let me tell you, that is not going to be the case. Like sounds, no, it's so, amazing. you have to buy yeah. yourself time to fail because you will. Mm. And not you. you must you must. Stuff, mm. you must Yeah, some stuff you're gonna try and be like, mm, that doesn't work at all, and that's like a learning, you know, mm. experience. But you have you have to have the time to do that. And, and when you give yourself three months, it's like you're hoping that you're gonna just get this perfect sort of like, I don't know. It's kind of like a video game, and you just kind of like go in one hour from beginning <laughs> to end without any losing any life points or whatever they are called. I don't play mm. the video game. I don't know why I went into this like. <laughs> Saying that went really not well. <laughs> but anyway, you know, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> I know literally. what you mean. I do play games. As but sometimes. you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. impossible. Of course you're going to get, like, yeah.
1: make mistakes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and don't compare, this, this is a, a one that we always say, don't compare someone else's outsides to your insides. Hmm. Because you know what? There will be people who on the outside look like they've succeeded in, like, a year or six months. And that, you know, once in a blue moon, somebody just hits on the right thing at the right time and their stuff is like featured on Etsy or, I don't know, put on a big design blog and that's just skyrockets them into fame and success or whatever.
1: Yeah, 1% of the maker population. <laughs>
0: <Not> <laughs> yeah, even. exactly. And you can't control that. That's just something completely out of your control. Mm. And if it happens, well, that's freaking fantastic and congrats to you and run with it for God's sake. But we can't rely on that. We have to be realistic about you know, the time it's going to take to grow this thing and the time it's going to take you to learn all the things you need to learn, as Michaela was saying earlier. And I just think we need to give ourselves a bit of a break, mm. you know, and just be just be kinder to ourselves and not beat ourselves up quite so much when we feel like we're failing because we yeah. haven't done the 15 things we have on our to-do list. Mm. Um, I know we had an episode about this, Deb, um and the reason I say Deb is because is currently talking to her builder. Uh, <laughs> but um, we had an episode about planning, I believe, and I think that's the episode where I talk about this strategy, which is leaving white space in your schedule.
1: Yeah, it was, you it talking was a the
0: series. Yeah, oh, like, so Deb's, Deb's going to find that. Yeah,
1: it was uh, well, uh, It was a couple of episodes about we all shared how we were kind of like planning, Yeah. like practically, because right now we did a lot of like, you know, Overall, chatting about yeah real, but practically, how do you do do that every
0: week? It's not that easy. Yeah, so we we talked about how we all individually do that. So this concept of white space is, and I do this all the time. I underschedule my week. So let's let's take it down to a week because I think a week is a really good time frame. We all, most of us, think in weeks. You know, most other things outside of our lives, you know, outside of business, are organized in weeks. You have a working week. Your kids probably go play soccer once a week or whatever. So let's look at your week. What you want to do is you find the pockets of time where you know you're going to have some time to work on your business. And then you go, say you've got, let's just for simplicity's sake, say you've got five hours during the week, one hour a day. <laughs> I know this is unrealistic, but let's roll with it. So what I would recommend you do is you schedule your Monday to Wednesday. You, you fill or you have jobs scheduled for the Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday hours. And you leave Thursday and Friday empty. Yeah. Because what you will find is you will take you longer to do some of the jobs. Other things will pop up that you don't expect that you have to deal with quickly, like a customer drama or, Mm -hmm. you know, something. Or 50 new orders. (laughs) Yeah, right, or even something in your personal life that kind of knocks that time out. And if you do that, you will more often than not find that you end up filling up those five hours with what you've planned for three hours yeah and that's okay that's okay that's a good like yeah. you should by the end of that week you should feel like hey I've I achieved everything on my to-do list because I only made myself a to-do list on Monday to Wednesday yeah. and I left a bit of spare time and I used that spare time to finish those jobs off so well done me Pat on the back, let's start a new week. Yeah. And I personally have found that strategy. And this is from someone who works full time. Like generally speaking, Mm. when I plan my weeks, I generally plan Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then kind of Friday especially. I usually leave Friday completely blank. Yeah. I don't put anything on there. Sometimes I'll put something on Thursday, but generally speaking, that'll happen. And then even better, you finish all your work, you're like, I get a day off. (laughs) yeah (laughs) or I can work on some other project that is like one of my bigger overarching projects I don't normally have time for Mm -hmm. which is which is you know that good sort of higher level work yeah so yeah that's that's a strategy that's worked really well for
1: me yeah I do the same on a two-week basis which is pretty much I don't really write the to-do list for two weeks but I write the must-dos for my week knowing that I won't write a new one the, the week after that, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much planning yeah. for two weeks, but so I'll go just say like five or six items and then I'll go which one are the top three, they're the only one I'm allowed to work on in week one. If I have time magically to finish that list, <laughs> um, then that's great, that never happens. So what happens is that week two, I actually get to item four, five, six or whatever, because I'm like, yeah. okay, well, you know, so it, it makes me feel like if I can, then I will do it this week. But most likely I still have a bit of time, that buffer really in that white space the second week to sort of like tidy up. And because, yeah, there's always stuff that that comes up or stuff that you forgot Mm. and you're like, oh yeah, that's this week. Okay, crap, I didn't count for that.
0: (laughs) That happens every week. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it really does.
2: (laughs) Yes, Um, I agree with everything.
0: (laughs)
1: Hey there, Maker. Are you loving this podcast as much as we love bringing it to you? If so, we would love to talk to you about supporting us on Patreon. Becoming one of our patrons is a way to support the show and to help us produce it each week. You can help for as little as $1 a month and you get access to behind the scenes, extra content we won't share anywhere else, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. To learn more, simply go to thebusinessofmaking.com support. And now back to the show. Um, I like to, the new thing I'm trying with my problem of actually not knowing how to work less (laughs) is uh, because I'm very, I like games and like little things and like playing and winning also. (laughs) So I was like, all right, I'm going to have a game where um, I have like money is time. So like I have a budget of time, Per week, that is the amount of time I want to work max on my business. And I have that in my case, it's like it's tied on a notebook nice a little spreadsheet. And I literally have to write down the stuff that I want to do that week and then an estimate estimated time and then I like add it up. And usually the estimated time is also lower than what you actually, as we were saying, this five-minute mm-hmm. task is going to take an hour. Yet I realize I'm always ten hours above what I want to work that week. So it forces mm-hmm. me to curl, like, to just go, okay. So what's going to not be done? And I've and I have to learn how to be happy with that too, and be like, where do I drop the ball? And that's okay. That's not actually dropping the ball. It's like, well, that can't physically be done if you if your goal is to work that amount of hours this week. Mm. Um, so it's been really good because it's forcing me to think about that ahead of time and be like, you're already overcommitting this week for for what you, you know, for your personal goal that is working a bit less. Um, so if you find that this would be helpful for you, you can try it. Smile at a game. I think
2: I mean, it's a great game. Well
0: <laughs> Thank <so done>. you. cute.
2: <laughs> um, Jess was talking before about it all depends on what your business goals are. And I think it's um, that's definitely true, but I think it's also what you're life goals are because Mm, that will dictate what your business goals are. So you really need to take into account like where you want to be in life in three, five, ten years time. And Mm. is it that you want to be working in 20 hour days? (laughs) That's that's (laughs) not where you want to be in life, Mm. but maybe if you are just starting out, of course, that's what the next two years are going to look like, but that's in order to have your life look a certain way in the next five years. So yeah, yeah, taking that into account, I think is really important too. And that's, basically Deb, what you were saying that is Mm. that you your life goal is to work less. So that's why your business goals, your business goals might stay the same, but the amount that you're working in the time that it takes Mm. might change. Mm.
1: Yeah. And it's something that's changing too because I had that time, I didn't really have a timeline in mind, but it was more what you were saying, which is that committing, even if you're going to decide to work hard because it's season of your life where you're like, actually I'm happy to work a lot more now starting this thing off and i'm enthusiastic and i've got energy and i don't have kids and whatever for whatever reason you're like this is the time i push in my business always have a reason why and a goal and Mm -hmm. know that when you get there you have to reassess and that's what's happened to me lately where i was like oh Mm -hmm. i'm kind of here now like i kind of made it to where i want it to be which is not necessarily everyone's goal but this is what i had set myself and so I had to learn how to set new goals now, which goes against the habit that I had to create over the last few mm-hmm. years. So that's what I'm working with at the moment. It's like undoing my habits because that, that I had to create that I need to un- undo very quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to change. Yeah. Yeah. Because it,
1: they are habits. habits are and habits. so you, yeah. you just don't. Yeah. But you have to force yourself.
0: Um, yeah. And I'm super curious. Like, I kind of know vaguely how much Deb works, how much Mick works, how much I will, I know a bit more than vaguely how much I work, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm super curious about how much you work and you can actually help us figure this out for the community and for the industry because you've probably heard that we are doing something quite big, which is called the state of handmade. And you can literally go to the state We are doing a massive industry survey about all things handmade business. So one of the things we're actually looking at is how much time do you work? How much time do you actually spend working every week? Mm. Because we want to know how much time our community is spending on their business. And uh, the great thing about this, you know, If you participate, you'll be part of the story. But also once we have finished taking the responses, we are going to be putting all the data together and publishing it publicly for everybody to see. So you'll be able to go and have a look and go, hey, well, I'm actually working more or less than, you know, the majority of people in this industry. So please do go ahead and, um, you know, be part of the story, put yourself forward and help us collect this information. Go over to the state and also please share it, share it everywhere, share it in Facebook groups, share it on Instagram, Tell your friends that you're at the markets because we really, really want to get thousands, if not tens of thousands of people responding to this so we can get a really clear picture Mm. of the state of the handmade industry. Mm.
1: Yeah. And I think it will help you feel better too because I think Mm. that's when you'll see, oh, my expectation versus reality. Like people (laughs) that are going to click on, yeah, I make six figures revenue first is not the same thing as profit, but anyway, <laughs> you'll probably see that they're not working 10 hours a week and like part time mm-hmm. and like sipping on margaritas the rest of the time. Like you'll probably <laughs> see that you might be doing quite well for how much time you actually have. Um, and you don't exactly. know that from what is shown online because everyone is showing their best side and mm-hmm. you know, their success stories and how everything is beautiful in their business. But this is, it's obviously anonymous um because we are asking questions like how much money have you been making blah 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 so you know you're, there's no actual data i don't think we even ask for your name or anything it's completely no, anonymous we don't. Um, and so, yeah, it'll, it'll be a great way to sort of know the behind the scenes and what's actually happening that people might not be talking about online.
0: Yes. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, most of us aren't comfortable discussing how much we're actually making, um, you know, some people are happy to screenshot their Etsy stats and share it with the world, but most people aren't. And that, yeah. we, you know, the people who are, are probably doing really well. So it's kind of skews the data. Yeah. Uh, that's available in the public sphere. So, we really want to change that and make more data available mm. for everybody, yeah. really. So, yeah, head on over to the to be part of that. And we really, really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And it won't take you too long. Yeah.
2: And share it, share it, share it, share it. <laughs> I think I filled it out. It took me like maybe four and a half minutes,
0: six oh, minutes, maybe. I mean, less, less than, than 10. 10 less than, less 10. than 10. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there may be a few questions there that you kind of have to pause yeah. and go look something up, if and kinda, that's okay. Yeah,
2: if you're stumped on it, it might take a little bit longer, like if you don't know your numbers and stuff, but mm.
0: it's a good yeah. chance to do it. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else we want to say on this topic, ladies? Mm, no. They're both giving me thinking faces. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious. So, yeah, Um, you know, if you're part of our uh, community, obviously, come and tell us you know how how are you dealing with this like are you struggling with this idea of expectation expectations versus reality you can come and tell us over in the Facebook group which is uh, the business of forward slash Facebook to join us and uh, also very excitingly now this is this is kind of a mindset thing really isn't it you know it's sort of uh, having an idea of where we're over you know we often kind of Like I said at the beginning, we underestimate what we're capable of, but we overestimate what we can do in the time we have. Mm. So it's all about getting realistic as to what your capabilities are and how much time you have to, you know, use those or enact those things. Um, so we're going to be talking again on our next episode about something to do with this whole mindset issue, like when something comes along and uh, messes with you. But we also, for our Patreon, our patrons, I just did it, Deb. My Yay! God. It's not just me. <laughs> our patrons on Patreon. Uh, our platinum, or even worse, our platinum patrons on Patreon. Our PPPs. Up. Yeah, and most Some important pee, pee, people pee buddies. <laughs> pee buddies. sounds wrong mm. i don't want to be a peabody <laughs> um so our platinum patrons on patreon also later this month we're bringing you a patron only episode on mindset yeah i'm going to be talking in depth about a whole bunch of stuff to do with mindset so if you want to get access to that patron only episode head on over to patreon.com forward slash t-b-o-m join our platinum tier and you will get access to that and all of our upcoming in the future patron only episodes which Mm -hmm. we're really really excited about creating every month every month uh, for as long as you support the show. And honestly, we really couldn't do this without the support of our patrons. We don't put ads on the show. We rely on the financial support of our patrons to make this show possible and to continue it into the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, so thank you to everybody who has supported us and who is going to support us in the future going forward. We love you.
2: We do. We love you guys. You're the best. You
0: You are our co-producers and you make this show possible. Mm -hmm. So I think that's it for today. Thank you all for listening. Uh, We will be back again next fortnight in two weeks' time, for those who don't know what a fortnight is. Um, (laughs) We'll be back in two weeks' time with another episode of the show. And I can't wait. Can't wait either. See See you then. Bye. 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 And that wasn't Mick's builder. That was your dad, wasn't it, Mick? That was my dad. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, I um, don't kiss my builder. <laughs> no, that's right. like, she gave a kiss on the cheek. I don't think that's the builder.
1: Um,